everybody welcome back <laughs> welcome back to another episode of inside the genie's lamp podcast um today i feel like i say this every time you've seen the title you know what it is um maybe that's my intro maybe that's my intro to this you know what it is but anyway uh today we are talking about anxiety and getting nervous around the gym or bettering your life in some sort of way. And I'm not going to give major tips for how to get through it because I understand everybody is unique in their need for what they obviously need uh, to get through whatever they're getting through. But what I am going to do is help you shift perspectives on maybe I should just get it done. So... The biggest thing when people sign up to the program, or not the biggest thing, but one of the most common things, is whenever anybody signs up, they go, okay, so can these workouts be done from home or do you need a gym membership? My response all the time is, it's 100% better if you have a gym membership. There's machines there that just go from A to B. You can stimulate your muscles a lot more. There is no way that you are going to have 100 kilos worth of something that you can hip thrust at home unless you have a complete full gym kit out at home. So home workouts are the... Unless you have full gym equipment, I'm talking about like resistance bands and maybe a few dumbbells that are usually like one, three, and five kilos. And maybe a little bit of a step for like a step up. That's going to be good if you have nothing else, but if you have access to a gym and you can get to the gym, go to the gym because you're not going to get anywhere near the exact same workout at home compared to the gym. The only way that you, and I suppose home workouts are good for the fact of like, they're typically used with hit stuff. You're not going to build much strength at home. You can build a little and you can sort of become functional again, particularly if you've got any sort of injury, home workouts are going to be a quality start to figure out, okay, this is what I can do. This is my capability. This is mobility and functionality. This is how I'm supposed to be lifting for when I get into the gym and can stress my muscles in a massive way. Um, Otherwise I use home workouts as like sort of testing grounds of where is the person's body at? And if someone wants to sign up for home workouts and they've got a full, like a full set of dumbbells or a full gym or a full squat rack and stuff. Yeah. hundred percent. Go for it. I can program you, but you're probably going to be doing the same 10 exercises across a week for multiple weeks. And this is also one of the things of when people sign up and they have fuck all equipment and it's like, oh yeah, I need more variety in my life. It's like, well, then you need more equipment in your life. And the easiest way to do that is go to the gym. And I understand not everybody can get to the gym because of time constraints or whatever, like legitimate time constraints, not get home from work and I'm a little bit tired. So I usually have a nap and then I just sort of potter around a bit and do some housework and then do that. Like you can do housework whenever the fuck you want, really. There is nothing to say that you can't do housework at nine at night compared to three in the afternoon or five in the evening. Like it's just your perception of, oh, it needs to get done. It must get done. No, it doesn't. The dirty dishes can stay dirty because they're not fucking going anywhere. The laundry in there, yeah, you might need it for tomorrow, but do you need to do it right this second? Can you do it after dinner while you're relaxing? Can you do something else? And I understand everyone's like, oh, I've got to get it out of the way so that way I can relax because I'm 100% that person. But at the same time, the mental game of not going to the gym because there's household chores. So then after dinner, you're like, oh, I should do a workout. Oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Oh, I could have gotten this done. 
that's where I'm like, okay, you need to fucking prioritize better. But for the people that are 100%, the only time they can work out is in like their 45-minute break in working from home. Like Google Calendar booked out to the minute. That's where it's like, okay, that's acceptable. But for, oh my God, my neck is so fucking sore and tight. Oh my God. This is what I get for putting all this content together. A sore neck. Um, (laughs) So that's where the time constraints are good. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because of like home workouts versus gym workouts. If you have access to a gym, you can get to a gym. And the only thing stopping you from getting to the gym is, oh, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Then go to the fucking gym. Because... Home workouts, comparison to the gym, are shit. They're, they're going to be good for injury, as I said before. They're good for injury, rehab, and getting a little bit of a sweat up. And they're going to be more hit based like high-intensity interval training based of essentially get your sweat up, feel good. In terms of long-term results, and considering this is all I fucking talk about, which is how are you going to make sure that weight loss does not come back, that you have a dream life and a dream lifestyle and a dream body, And you can eat whatever you want without having that quote unquote damage of like that mental game where you go out on the weekend and then you want to weigh in the next day because you're like, oh, I want to see how much damage I've done. First off, if that's you, please don't fucking weigh in on Sunday or Monday. (laughs) That's fucking terrible. It's, It's the shittest mindset in the world. So don't do that. Weigh in on like a Tuesday or Wednesday and just know that it will eventually level back out and if not more across the entire week. We're not looking for the day after. Like, why would I go to a meal eating contest and then fucking weigh in the day after and go, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. It's just confirming something that we already know. You've gone over your calories. Who gives a fuck? Get back on track and we'll deal with it during the week. But don't do like the day after. Don't weigh in the way. Oh my God. Don't weigh in the day after. There we go. Don't weigh in the day after and be like, oh, knew it. And then giving yourself permission to fall off track. Anytime I hear someone doing that, where they're like, oh yeah, this is this. And it's just self-sabotage of wanting permission to not have to diet in that completely fucked up way of, oh yeah, I've completely ruined it. Well, I might as well keep ruining it. It's like, no, you don't have a twisted ankle and start smashing it on the gutter and being like, yeah, you know what? I twisted my ankle. It was going to be three days off work, but now I'm going to go to hospital and get surgery because I just tried, I tried to completely break it. So uh, yeah, four months off work. I knew I shouldn't have done that. Like that's, that's how stupid the mindset is, but it takes a lot of work to get out of that mindset of like, oh my God, I need to figure out what I've done because of whatever has happened in your past. So, uh, with the anxiety of the gym, like if the only reason that you're not going to the gym is because it makes you uncomfortable, um, it's a little bit of like, I understand, but that's too bad. We need to get this done to better your life because your comfort zone at the moment is clearly not working for you. And it's, it gets to that little bit of like harshness of, I have to remind people that you've reached out for a reason. Like you're following me for a reason. You listen or watch or read or consume my content in some sort of way for some reason. It's not the fact like your life is not going a hundred percent perfectly like the way that you want it, dream lifestyle and listening to my content or consuming my content and going like, yeah, maybe I could do that. Like there's, first off, if you are an anomaly where your life is perfectly on track and you're happy with where you are, fuck yeah, keep going, love it. But this is for the majority of people who need this advice of 
it's a bit, it's too bad. You need to go to the gym. You need to get uncomfortable because your comfort zone is not working. If it was working, we wouldn't be on the phone. If it was working, you wouldn't be thinking about signing up. So one of the things I always have to remind people is when you become uncomfortable, that's good. Remember the days when you could just tell someone like this situation was happening and you were just like, oh, I'm a little nervous. And someone would just be like, yeah, that's good. That means you're on the right path. What happened to those days? What happened to those days where you could just be nervous without being like, oh, my anxiety's peaking. I have to go home. And everyone's like, yeah, retreat, like run away, go. That's fine. When did that shift happen? When did it become irrelevant to be nervous? And it was just, oh, it's my anxiety. It's like, yeah, there's, I need to fucking remind people all the time. And it pisses me off for the fact that I have or have had debilitating anxiety, crippling anxiety to the point where I lost jobs. I couldn't go. I couldn't answer the phone. I couldn't do fucking anything. And it shut me down for weeks. So when people come into a situation and it's like, oh, I'm a little nervous, but they say, oh yeah, anxiety's peaking. No, it's not. If your anxiety was peaking, you would be straight up fucking running or shutting down. There is a difference between anxiety and feeling anxious. And it's up to you to figure out, and I'm glad that we're talking about mental health a lot more now because it's a lot more prevalent, but I also hate the fucking white, I call it the white lie card or the get out of jail free card of just, oh, anxiety's peaking today. And it shits me for the fact that a lot of people use that and then I see them like on their fucking Instagram story. So first off, if I'm following you on Instagram or TikTok or anything, <laughs> uh, don't tell me that you're busy and don't have money and I can fucking see your Instagram stories of you going out every weekend, $22 cocktails, six of them per night and uh, fucking getting completely trashed. So then from there, I'm like, okay, cool. If they're going to sign up, I'm going to charge them an extra premium because they fucking lied to me. Because words of affirmation is my least love language. It's like from one to five, it is five. I fucking hate it. People lie, cheat, steal. This is just my opinion. People lie, cheat, steal, and they will say and do whatever the fuck they want in order to get what they want. Which is why I have such a hard time lying to people. Because for me, if someone were to do that to me, like when people go, yeah, perfect, awesome, um, sweet. So I'm just going to talk it over with my husband and I'll get back to you. They don't. And it's, it's how fucking hard is it to just say like, oh yeah, that's out of my budget. Sorry, I can't afford it. Or you know what? Um, now I'm thinking I don't want to sign up to this program because of X instead of having those little lies, like get out of jail free cards of like, oh yeah, you know, I just can't do that at the moment. Or like, oh, I need to go do this and deflect away. Like you can say no, a little bit off topic here, but you can say no, you can set boundaries. You can say, I don't want to do this because of X, Y, Z. But the little like words of affirmation, I fucking hate that. I know that people lie on a daily basis, which is why I have such a massive block in lying to people. Because if this is how I feel, as soon as I go through like an hour phone call of like, obviously trying to sell someone and get them on board and like being like, okay, are you a good fit? Yes, they're a good fit. Perfect. Now I go into fucking salesman role and be like, okay, cool. Well, sounds like a good fit. Program sounds like it's going to be amazing for you. And you sound like you're going to be amazing for the program and start to go through that thing. Then get to the price. And then it's like, oh yeah, 
Mm, let me, I just have to quickly go do my budget. And first off, I've been selling over the phone for fucking years. If your tone is a certain tone the entire way through the phone call, and then we get to that last bit and it completely shifts into a customer service voice, I know I've lost you. And I'm going to try and bring you back into, hang on, you said you were going to do literally fucking anything to make this work. And now there's a slight inconvenience and you don't want to do it. What's going on there? Where's that, where's that mindset coming from? And usually it's like, oh, self-worth. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Or people just go, you know what? Uh, I'd rather put that money into some sort of material thing, whatever it could be. And be like, yeah, new car makes me feel amazing. Not the fact that my program is worth a car, but just like, yeah, bought a new car. Feel awesome. Four weeks later. Oh, that's right. I fucking hate my life. It's like, yeah, yeah. How's that investment going for you? You look a little bit more fancy and you got to post on Facebook and impressed a whole bunch of people that don't really give a fuck about you. Fucking double thumbs up for that one. Uh, but to get back on track, um, anxiety around the gym is a little bit more, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to learn at some point. And it's a lot easier to learn when you're younger compared to when you're 60, 70, 80 years old and being like, man, my body fucking hurts in every possible way. I need to learn how to undo 60 years worth of movement reinforcement. Uh, so it's better to learn how to move your body in a structured way under heavy amounts of load so that when you get older, it's going to be a lot easier for you to age with grace. And unfortunately, getting into the gym and becoming, expanding your comfort zone, really, because when people say, oh, I don't want to go to the gym because, you know, it's a little bit anxious, like it causes anxiety for me um, and I just don't like it. Okay. So where are you going to work out? Oh, probably won't. Okay. So you've just given up on life. And if it's, and I understand there's different things and this is where my sort of hard ass comes into it a little bit instead of empathetic because it is very much, if you're not going to do that, I need you to realize your life is not going to change for the next 40 years. Yes, you can focus on nutrition and build like the healthiest relationship in the fucking world with food. But if you're wanting to sustain this for when you get older, we are going to need to go to the gym. It's going to prevent injuries. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to increase your metabolism. It's going to make you feel amazing. It releases fucking, uh, what's that thing? Endorphins and it's anti-inflammatory. Heavy lifting is actually has an anti-inflammatory response on the body. With all the positive benefits that going to the gym could have, particularly on mental health, it baffles me when people say, nah, it makes me anxious. I understand that. My first gym session back after two consecutive mental breakdowns was 57 seconds long. And then I ran to the car crying. Everyone knows this story very well now. I understand that. And it led me to get to here. If I hadn't have done that and I'd have retreated and used the, oh, I can't go to the gym because of my mental health card to get out of it, then, you know, I'd probably be dead to be very honest. Uh, the gym saved my life and the amount of positive benefits that it has on someone's life, like mental health, physical health, and emotional health as well is staggering. So when someone says, I don't want to do it because it makes me uncomfortable. It's like, okay, I understand that. Let's figure out why it makes you uncomfortable. Work through that while we're going to the gym, because it is very much a, that's too bad situation if you want to have a long, healthy life. And the question I like to ask people when they say, 
I'm not going to the gym because it causes whatever, or I don't like it, or it's uncomfortable, or this, or that, or whatever, is, okay, awesome, are you good at your job? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to think so, awesome, how long have you been working at your job for? Oh, about two, three years, or five years, or however fucking long the person's been working at their job, I've been working at it for X amount of duration, okay, awesome, when you started your job, were you good at it? Uh, no, I was actually, I was really bad at it, actually. How I got this far is actually pretty amazing to me. Okay, awesome. So, you knew that you needed to get a job to pay for bills to essentially better your life, right? Yeah. Cool. So, if you had a, essentially booked in a, a job interview for the current job that you have now, and you got nervous beforehand, but you said, oh my God, I can't do this. My mental health is just like, I can't go for the job interview. I'm too anxious. My anxiety is peaking and not gone to the gym. Sorry. And not gone for the job interview. Would you be in the same position now? Oh, probably not. Awesome. What made you go to the job interview? I needed a job. I uh, needed money. I like working in blah, blah, blah. Cool. So let's take that same mentality to the gym. It's going to be uncomfortable initially, but then you're going to get better at it through repeated exposure. And you're going to get better at it because you want to get better at it. Because the alternative is essentially sitting at home, doing fuck all, oh, I should go to the gym, I should do this. I could really be doing this right now. And those are the type of people that shit me up the wall to no end. And I think I've said this on a previous podcast where it's essentially, if you're complaining about something, what are you going to do about it? If the answer is nothing, then please, for the love of everyone that is around you, shut the fuck up. If you're complaining about something that you are not going to, and you know, you recognize that you are not going to do anything about your shit situation, shut the fuck up. It is that simple because no one wants to hear about something that you are going through and you're not going to do anything about it because it's just going to be a constant thing and you'll eventually wear people down to the point of, all right, well, you know, if they wanted to get out of it, they would do something about it. And I understand everyone's situation is different, but... At the same time, if you want to better your life, you can fucking do it. The only thing holding you back is yourself. And when people go, yeah, so how do you negotiate with yourself? Or how do you fight yourself? It's like, you just fucking take action. Because as I said earlier, words of affirmation uh, is my least amount, is my least preferred love language. Because I understand people lie and cheat and say all these things to get what they want. So if people are saying, oh yeah, I'll just go do this and this and whatever to get out of the phone call because they're uncomfortable. Oh, I'll just go check with my husband or I'll just redo my budget. And there are anomalies out there that actually go do that and then come back to me and say, hey, yeah, we're in. Awesome. Love you people. But for the people that have that white lie or the get out of jail free card of mm, I'm uncomfortable, insert reason. That's why I fucking hate words of affirmation. Also for the fact that I had to deal with... Uh, essentially, uh, what I call three different voices in my head. One was me, one was my depression, and one was my anxiety. Two out of the three 
wanted me to do nothing, sit on the couch, kill myself, eat whatever I wanted, and just essentially sit on the couch and waste away because that's where it is the most safe place for me and my mind and my body and everything. If I move from my room, something bad will happen to me. That was my thought process at one point. And it essentially became, okay, cool. I understand these things, depression, anxiety, are trying to make me feel this way and they're trying to make me think this way. So, what can I do about it? Uh, I'm going to do stuff anyway. Even though it fucking scares me and terrifies me and is the last thing on earth that I want to do. But it is the number one thing that I know I need to do. And that mentality of I need to do it. I just, I, I, I just can't explain it any better than I just need to do this. You know those moments where you just have this like this pull of energy towards something and it's just you can't explain how it's happening but it's just like fuck I need this in my life I need to do this and you can't really explain it that's what I'm trying to get across now <laughs> through this podcast that that's what it was for me I don't give a fuck what I want I know what I need and it was very much one of those things of, if I know what I need, then I'm going to go do the shit that is in alignment with the stuff that I need, as opposed to what I want to do, which is what I think I want to do in the first place because of my mental health. That's sending me in a cycle of, hey, I'm going to go do this. Oh, but don't forget, you're a worthless piece of shit that won't be able to do anything. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm going to go do this. Everyone there is going to laugh at you anyway. Oh, yeah, you're probably right. Well, maybe I should go do this. Uh, did you not hear the first two reasons? Get back in your room, you fat fuck. That was my mental health and what was going through my head like 98% of the time for years on end. And now I'm here and they're not as prevalent because I took action on what I needed to do instead of sitting around doing what I wanted to do. No one ever really got to where they want in life by doing what they wanted to do. No one wants to work hard. No one wants to like fucking grind out 14 hour days and do that fucking shit that I'm doing at the moment. Nobody wants to do that, but it's necessary and it's needed for the next step or the next development part of life to happen. So stop looking at what you want to do because I'm willing to bet that most of what you want to do in a negative way isn't even your voice in your head. It's like some sort of anxious or depressive voice that is in your head of saying, nah, you can't do that and giving you self-doubt. But because we don't have fucking Morgan Freeman in our voice or another voice in our head saying those thoughts, it sounds like us. It sounds like our voice, even though it's really not. It's something else. So lean into what you need to do instead of what you want to do. And getting to the gym is or should be, like, as I said to someone else earlier this week, your job, as anxious as you were to go for the job interview and get that and meet with a stranger and essentially talk yourself up and be like, hey, here's how I'm going to improve your business. Even though you know nothing about the business, you're pretty almost flat out lying to them. But you're saying like, hey, here's everything about me and what's good about me. Uh, I'd like you to give me money for me to be here for 40 hours a week. And they say, yeah, you know what? Go for it. Then you meet your colleagues and you start to get into a routine and you end up fitting in and then your comfort zone expands to include work in it. Look at that. Fucking crazy concept, right? So now you're 
work has become a comfort zone because you spent so much time there and you got used to it. And now you know your colleagues and you're most likely friends with your colleagues as well. Compare that to the gym. There's no interview apart from initially signing up of like, why did you come to the gym? It's like, uh, to fucking sign up and get better and strong and not want to unalive myself. That's a fucking good reason. Give us $15 a week and you can have access to everything here. Pretty good deal in my opinion. Um, so doing that, I've lost my train of thought. Oh my God. There we go. You, <laughs> you are more likely to fit in at the gym than you are at your job. But the only reason you fit in better at your job is because you have spent more time there. Every single person at the gym is there to better themselves in some way is there to fight a demon in some regard, physical, mental, whatever. They are there because they recognize that they need to be better at life and they want to do better at life and they need to do better at life. So they're there to better themselves. You are more likely to fit in at the gym than at your job, but you've just spent more time in your job. So therefore it's more comfortable. So it's unreasonable right now Logically speaking, we're taking emotion out of it. Logically, it would be unreasonable for you to be good at the gym or be comfortable at the gym considering you've spent no time there. It's like if I were to spend zero time in an empty warehouse standing in the middle of it, I'd be very uncomfortable there. But over time of essentially saying, okay, I know this warehouse in and out. I know this, I know this, I'm going to do this and just sort of spending more time there, I would start to get more comfortable. I would start to unwind a little bit and I would start to be like, you know what? This could do with some improvements. I'm going to do this. I'm going to see if I can do this. And making that place part of my comfort zone. Because if we don't do anything outside our comfort zone, we're never going to improve. We're never going to get better. Shit's not going to get better. You're still going to hate yourself in like fucking one, two, three, four, five years because you never expanded your comfort zone, because you were never willing to get out of your comfort zone and be temporarily uncomfortable in order to expand your comfort zone. So you look back five years from now and you go, fuck, I really should have done that. Oh, I wish I could have started back then. If the advice that I could give to myself at present day would have been just to get started, like, fuck. Missing out on a lot of life opportunities for the fact that it's just like, no, nah, it's not the right time. Nah, I'm not really comfortable with that. When it could just be, I'm nervous, but I'm excited to see where it goes. What happened to that? What happened to just being nervous 